You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 241, Feng Shui True Stories. Welcome to episode 241 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a practitioner certification course. So if you want to become a Feng Shui consultant and really learn Feng Shui, we have a certification course and we actually today have two graduates from our program, but we also now have just launched an advanced training program too. So not only do we teach a Feng Shui certification program, we also offer advanced training for practitioners. We have a mailing list. You can sign up for our mailing list by visiting mindfuldesignschool.com. You can scroll to the bottom and there's an opt-in box. And we hope you join a mailing list because we have different events and offerings that are only for our newsletter subscribers. In fact, I was just putting together a newsletter with our autumn equinox challenge. So if you're a newsletter subscriber, you've been seeing that, but we, for the next few weeks, in preparation for the autumn equinox, we're doing a special challenge and it comes straight into your inbox. And the only way to participate and to receive this content is to be on our mailing list. So we hope you'll join if you're not already getting our emails and make sure you check your spam. So what else is new? What else is happening? So we also have our functional practitioners training program available now. It's open for enrollment and I don't know, we have a lot going on. So be sure to check out our newsletter and our website. This week, we have a special episode with a couple of our graduates from the Feng Shui School, and we kind of are going to make this into a little bit of a series, like here and there, where, where we're calling this Feng Shui True Stories. So we hope you'll enjoy this podcast. Hello, ladies. Hi to both. I'm going to introduce you in a second to both Brooke and to Maria. I'm going to talk a little bit about what you do and where you are. Yeah, as Angie mentioned, this is now, I don't know, I think this is our third-ish, third third time doing this with the grads, and we're going to keep doing it, and we have a couple more in the, in the pipeline, and we just think it's a really great way for listeners to hear how this practice lands with people. And, you know, it's nice to hear it in practice and what happens when people use it and how it affects their lives. And it's also nice to highlight our grads, which we like to do as a part of our program. For those of you that are listening and maybe you don't know this, we teach a program and the bulk of what we do is teaching feng shui. So we invite our graduates to come join a panel and we have a little chat and I ask them a question and before I get there, let me introduce the two that are here today. Brooke Ballin is a feng shui consultant and a real estate agent in Florida, located in Florida. Her business name is BB Essentials, and her IG handle is at BB underscore essentials underscore. Hello, Brooke. Hi, Laura. Hi, Angie. The other grad panel guest is Maria Taverli. Ah, yeah. Did I get it? Functionate yes. consultant in Oslo, Norway. So it's late for you. Thank you for joining us, Maria. Yeah, soon bedtime. <laughs> yeah, I know. Her <laughs> business name is Authentic Spaces and her IG handle is at Maria Traverli. 
And that is Maria and then T-V-E-R-R-L-I. So today I will be asking our two guests a question that we've asked past grad panels to come up with or share a story that kind of talks about, I don't know, aha moments for them when they were practicing or, you know, maybe they did an adjustment that really worked or was really personally, it resonated really heavily with them and they had a great experience. And I will start with Brooke. And Brooke, I'm going to ask you the full question that I have here, which is share a feng shui experience or feng shui story that both surprised and delighted you. Well, thank you both for having me on. It is a pleasure. It's always nice to see you. And since I continuously always listen to your podcast, it's nice to be on it. This is really fun. So thank you. Let's see my own personal feng shui story that, you know, surprised me and delighted me was probably the mana meditation that Angie did in our class, as well, of course, as my uh, consultation with you, Laura, but the mana meditation definitely impacted me. I we did it in class. And as we start getting through some of these questions, you will learn a little bit more on how it really positively impacted my life and the huge difference it made. So for you, you are a real estate agent and you came to us. Wait, were you, you weren't a real real estate agent when you came to us? Yes, you were. No. Were you? Uh, no. no okay. not yet. So no. lots of changes. She was, yes, a, you were working with young children. Children. Yes, oh, I yeah. used to be an early childhood education Educator. director. And yeah, I completely shifted gears and career-wise and life goals. And yeah, I was going through a really tough time in my life. I was in the middle of getting a divorce, moving. And again, it was just uh, being a part of your class was a huge impact and doing our class consultation and mm-hmm. all of that fun stuff. So yeah. You, you were also in New Jersey too. Yeah. So I was in Brooklyn during COVID. My life one day had completely changed. And I was actually in the process already working with a mentor and life coach to kind of rediscover myself. And she had brought up feng shui. And at first I was like, what? what's feng shui? Like I really <laughs> didn't even know. And that kind of resonated with me when I listened to Rosalie's podcast with you. But I moved out of Brooklyn. I moved back to New Jersey where I'm from. And I moved into an apartment with my mother. And at that time was when we had started our class consultations Mm -hmm. with the both of you. And I just remember waking up every day and just being super anxious and not being able to sleep and being irritable and just being scared all the time. And I just always chalk that up to my divorce and what had happened with my my ex. And actually it wasn't, it was also, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it had something to do with it. There was a lot of trauma around it, but my bed was not in command um, as I learned. And we had a hard time of like my room layout and how that was going to look. And with Laura's suggestions, we had moved it. And within, I want to even say, I think it was like as instant as like just the next night, I instantly had a full night's sleep. I woke up and I was just like, whoa. And I had such a clairvoyant dream that night. And it was just like, wow, like this is incredible. I, I'm I'm excited to learn more. Mm-hmm. So, and we kept on going with it. With you. Yeah. I remember talking to you too, before you joined the program and you've, you've had a real, real shift. And so what, before I, you know, I want to hear a little bit more about your shift in terms of becoming a feng shui consultant, but like everything kind of pivoted and changed for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Tell your story of 
you know, how you ended up, because I know what you're doing now, but tell us how you got there. Yeah. So I wasn't really happy in my early childhood career any longer. And I was really super interested in feng shui. And I remember my mentor saying something about real estate and she Mm -hmm. was like, you should really think about getting into real estate. I was like, oh, the thought about real estate makes me nauseous. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want to run around. I was like showing all these houses. And I think it was also because I always wanted to protect my own energy, Mm -hmm. especially after that trauma situation that I went through. Mm -hmm. And I was very nervous about who I was and I wasn't confident in who I was and looking at my feng shui floor plan and just kind of going through that whole rediscovery of who is Brooke. You know, there were certain guas that were missing from my floor plan that we learned about. And when I implemented a lot of these practices and listened to suggestions that the both of you had made and other consultations that we have done through our class, I continued again. I talked to that mana meditation and what I had wished for and what I was, you know, hoping for all eventually came true. I didn't want to be in childcare anymore. I had an opportunity to work for a family and I wanted to heal with that inner child a little bit, right? I needed to figure out who Brooke was. And I had the opportunity to travel with the family to their home in Cabo and take care of their children. So it was a lot of healing inner child stuff and Mm -hmm. being playful and friendly and just that sense of familyness again. And during that time, it gave me the opportunity to get my real estate license. Mm -hmm. And another suggestion that we had made during my class consultation ended up leading me to now becoming the director of operations for Keller Williams Sports and Entertainment and another company called Next Move. So Mm -hmm. we have about a thousand agents across the nation that I manage. I manage 33 expansion teams throughout the nation as well. I also help on the operational side for two referral networking companies that we have and within our company as well. One specific for military agents and the other one is just another broker agnostic real estate referral networking company. So wow. It's a lot. And so and when you're doing those jobs, underlying all of that is the principles of what you learn, like bringing it, it might not be overt, but you're in you're still integrating feng shui into what you're doing on a daily basis, I would imagine, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of the practices that I had learned from the both of you, I implement on a daily basis. Uh, I also had the wonderful opportunity to move out of New Jersey and move to Florida. So Mm -hmm. that was a huge shift and it was such a positive impact on my life. But when I was looking at apartments, the first thing I looked at was all their floor plans, Mm -hmm. right? And the way that I moved in my furniture, um, cleansed the space before allowing my furniture into the space and and just being able to do that has been amazing. Um, When it comes to real estate, I look at, you know, cleansing spaces before open houses, you know, removing old personal items from the family that was previously there so that new families as they're envisioning themselves can come in and envision their family being there Mm -hmm. for their new beginning and their new start, you know, blessing the grounds as well for flip homes and things of that nature. And same thing for buyers. When buyers buy a home, I really like to work with them and they're always like, oh, we have to get all this stuff done, but let's take our time and I'll sit there and look at the floor plan of their house with them and position certain furnitures and see how they feel about it. And then of course, like depending on the space, uh, if it's less than a thousand square foot, I would say six months, but anything over that, I say in a year, we'll come back reevaluate the space mm-hmm. and let's look at things that you want to enhance in your life. Mm-hmm. So, so now is the time to ask you what happened when you did that manifestation exercise? 
So before we did the mana meditation, Laura had suggested when we had looked at my floor plan, I had a projection in my gen area, my new beginnings, new opportunities, which is exactly what I was looking for, right? I was in that rebirth stage of really trying to redo everything. And I started off with three plants, one of them being a money plant. And I knew again that I wanted to focus on that career aspect and everything else in my life. Uh, about three months in, I added four more plants because the opposite was the number seven. So I wanted to make it seven. And seven months later is when I had the opportunity and got offered the position to become the director of operations for Keller Williams Sports and Entertainment and Next Move. So, wow. The, yeah. So that was really cool. And the Mana meditation again, it was really just that same stuff. It was everything that I was wishing for. And I would see little bits and pieces in the beginning. So that's when I really kind of was like, you know what, if I want to enhance it, let me think about how I can do that. And with the wood element and adding those plants in that projection area of that gua was really beneficial. And like when Laura made that suggestion, I already instantly started seeing some certain changes. And again, that mana meditation that we did with you, Angie, I think the one thing was that I was always so fearful of the control that somebody else had on my life and what they thought about feng shui and the spiritual side of certain things. And, you know, it's just like all about the woo woo and who you think like, so I really wanted to have this positive impact and twist on it. And since it had such a positive impact with me, I wanted to share it with everybody else. Now I will be honest, it did take me a few months to get used to it, not of coming out of my own shell and not being scared of what other people thought about it. Right. Cause some people now a lot more people that I'm aligned with are way more open to it. And my clients are, my real estate agents are that I manage, my incredible team that I'm a part of. There's a small team of us and they're so supportive and everything. And I got that courage up and I relaunched my company and everything has been really incredible. So awesome. Yeah. It, sometimes it's a little bit about educating and bringing people up to speed and then also finding your people. And it comes, we get that question a lot. You know, what happens if, you know, I think people don't know what it is or whatever. And it, you know, if you're really passionate about it and you just start talking about it from a really authentic place, you know, it, it goes, it, people get it or they don't. And then you're totally yes. fine with it. So it's totally up to them. Thank you, Brooke. Thanks for Thank sharing. You. Yeah, of course. Maria. Hello. Maria. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the same question. I'm going to spell it. I'm going to read it out. Cause I like to do that. Share a feng shui experience or feng shui story that both surprised and delighted you. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, it's an honor. But, you know, I started with feng shui, I think it's about three years ago. And then I just completely fell in love with the Bagua map as we use. But I used it more as a checklist than, you know, as a tool of reading the energy of my home because I wanted perfect feng shui so when six weeks had passed I kind of did every gua as we call the squares in the bagua by the book and I was very pleased with my efforts but uh, my life was on a standstill nothing happened nothing was the way I thought it would be and I just had to kind of pause step back and was like okay I'm missing out on something and that was the moment when I decided to take your certification program to kind of go deeper into the practice. And it was pretty obvious that I had 
uh, not getting the clue of the art of listening, which you talk a lot about during the course. And when I started to kind of listen to my home and the messages it was telling me, <laughs> which was a lot, uh, then, then I kind of managed to use feng shui as a practice for my life. And the, the message was, you know, stop uh, being so perfectionist or don't be so productive all the time. Take a breath just you know you are good enough and yeah so that was pretty profound for me to go through that and now I kind of blanked out <laughs> do you have a follow-up well question? yeah no I I yeah. was gonna was gonna say <laughs> that when you mentioned that the bagua you used the bagua as a checklist yeah that was really cute and and some listeners might be thinking well isn't that what you should do you know isn't it really mm. like shouldn't you make everything perfect and I think that's a really important takeaway that it is about finding out what listening to what's going on with you or with whoever mm. it is and then really focusing on maybe one or two areas or not yeah. focusing on any areas and doing something completely different. But mm. it's the Bagua is an amazing tool. It's not a prescription that you have to do everything right. It's a way to get information to find out, reveal what's going on, mm. help you figure out. Because there's so many other yeah. things you could do. It might not just be working on the Bagua. Like you might find mm -hmm. out by looking on something on the Bagua. It's like, oh, well, that means this. And then you know, in the program, as you've learned, you, oh, well, there's like three other things we could do that have nothing to do with the Bagua, but happens yeah. to reflect that, right? And it works well. So I really like that you brought that up. Exactly. That's, um, yeah, that's a key. That's a good takeaway. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting because when I, because I was kind of obsessed with, you know, I saw all these magical cures that feng shui mm -hmm. has to offer and then the result people got from it. And I found it very kind of, sexy in a way <laughs> but then I just realized okay I need to integrate it as a daily practice mm -hmm. first and then get it as a foundation for my life and then mm -hmm. it was so mm -hmm. interesting because when I used you know the art of listening mm -hmm. then was the shift that I kind of been waiting for that happened so I don't have an example of oh I did this cure and then I manifested this particular thing but even so, my life is so much more abundant. It has so much more prosperity, ease, joy, rest than before. And it's come of just the simple thing of listening. Mm -hmm. And not only in conversations with friends. And so I, I practice on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the best, but I still practice. But also, you know, listen to your environment around you the places you spend the most time in and your own home like what is the message and it's always a reflection of what's going on inside me or what I need to deal with with I find that very beautiful yeah and that's really the foundation of the practice is you know yes there are all these things oh I did this and then this happened you know this mm. kind of cause and effect but I think underlying the whole practice across is this idea what you what you described when you said I feel more relaxed I feel more ease I feel that the the chi was blocked somewhere right yes, somewhere definitely. and 
through the work that you did, it starts to flow. And that's mm. really what makes you resilient, what makes you stronger. It's like, you know, it's like you, it's runs through yourself, through your home and you got the benefits of that. And then, and then that can allow you to go out into the world and be more productive. So I think, mm. you know, sometimes it's direct, like kind of what Brooke was, the stuff that Brooke was talking about, it can be that way. And it can also be what you described, which is really just lifting you up energetically and mm. shifting that. And I think it can be both. Yes. Yeah. No, so you know, just, oh, I'm sorry, Angie. Oh, no, go, no, go ahead. You go first. No, I just wanted to say when I'm on here that I, I am truly grateful for the knowledge and teachings you both share with us students, but also to the world in general. And I'm, yeah, I'm so grateful for that because it has been life-changing and just for me to have my Norwegian English on this very popular podcast is making me, you know, think that I would never do that before this course, but, you know, things change and suddenly you kind of take the leap of faith to just put yourself out there. So thank you. You're welcome. But I, I just wanted to say something that I remember seeing recently on your Instagram. You had posted a picture of you. And I think you were talking to someone that you know from your feng shui cohort, or maybe you were talking to other people, but you were saying you were talking fun, like you were talking feng shui with other people. And and I've heard that you guys still keep in touch and you all yes. like you have your feng shui peeps. Yes. So I think that sound that seems like and anyway, that that's very seems very cheerful to me. And I think mm -hmm. that's huge. Like you still keep in touch with people and you have this huge support group that I, mm. I, I think you guys are really close, aren't you? We are. They texted me before I jumped on here and was like, good luck. We're thinking of you. Just be your authentic, silly self. And I was like, I, I will try. <laughs> so, yeah, I got friends for life. And yeah, that's a real treasure. Yeah. And I know something also that you and Brooke both had your homes. Well, both of you talked to Laura before you joined the program. So I remember Laura, like when Laura talks to people on this discovery call, she tell, I say, okay, how'd it go? And she tells me. So I remember like that you guys had different stories. Like Brooke had like a really intense story and Maria, you, yours wasn't that intense, but I think that you, you did talk to, wait, wait you did talk no, to Laura. No, I didn't. No, Sorry, but no, but you, but you guys both did your consultation. I did my, cons I did both of their consultations. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And actually I remember both of them crystal clear, which is pretty mm. amazing because I've done probably a hundred at this point, I swear, <laughs> for just students. But, and I remember Maria, you were going through some stuff, like some pretty big stuff. And we spent a lot of time talking about color, remember? And that was really yes. fun. We were really, we talked about healing with color. Hmm. And I remember that specifically. And, and that so, was a challenge for me to bring yeah. in color into my home because I only have earth tones and cream. So for me to have color in my home was a real challenge. And I was like, why is this? Yeah. But it was good for me because I had a, a, a health journey, which was yeah. very tough. And yeah, then I remember that. Yeah. And I remember advice. picking, talking about the right color. Like it was like, mm. we gave you color as a prescription as a like, here mm. you go, take, take, you know, three color reds and, you know, so yeah, it was, I remember that specifically. And Brooke, I, 
I remember speaking to you absolutely. And you were definitely, I mean, I'm I so, I'm, I'm so proud of you in a way, you know, like how what your transition, it's so amazing. I think I may have been the only person that cried in your class consultations. I'm not really quite sure. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember explaining the story and like, luckily Laura picked up on my cue because she was like, okay, so let's just kind of pivot this way. But <laughs> it was interesting to look at my floor plan of that new space of, I had a huge, you know, my con area, my self-love relationship area, there was a huge section that was missing and also my self-knowledge and self-cultivation. So opposite was, um, and two areas that were either like a really dark closet that we needed to, you know, bring a little bit more life mm -hmm. into or loop that part back into my bago of my home. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, that yeah. was interesting. Well, thank you so much, both of you. That was really great. And two different but similar perspective like similar takes like you get you get to the same place the journey might not be the same but you get you end up in, in a similar place and that's the beauty of feng shui there's so many paths so thank you so much for sharing thank you thank so much you for having both. us yeah thank you both thank you so be you guys you, uh, listeners, sorry, not you guys, listeners, please be sure to check out Maria and check out Brooke. They're feng shui consultants and they're consultants and graduates from our feng shui program. We always say this, that if you have questions, if you're really inspired by our podcast, that may indicate that it's time for you to get a one-on-one -on -one consultation. And while Laura and I don't offer them anymore, we have so many amazing graduates of our program and you can find them on our website at mindfuldesignschool.com slash consultants and allow, you know, gift that to yourself so you can support a healing practitioner, support our graduates, but also give yourself that gift of being able to have someone else look at your space and and answer your specific feng shui questions and give you the uh, a reading and a look at your home that's specific for you. And, and these two ladies are amazing and very dedicated to the practice. So definitely check them out. And you can find their Instagram handles and links in the show notes. So thank, thanks to Brooke and Maria. And thanks to also the listeners for listening to our podcast. You can tune in every week for a new podcast episode and if you like our podcast please share it with others you can always support the podcast by checking out our certification our advanced studies program and any other offerings that we have at mindfuldesignschool.com and join our mailing list again you can find that at mindfuldesignschool.com or in the show notes of the podcast we are so fortunate to have so many wonderful listeners including Brooke and Maria and uh, thank you so much and we'll see you next week